Hello everyone. Today we are going to look at this one single theme which is aloneness and solitude. And this theme is recurring in the gospel in the first reading in Acts as well as the saint of today Saint Bede. So let's just start off the very good place, Saint Bede. I was um, reading about his life and it's quite, um, it, it really struck a chord inside of me about this English saint who is, according to the Catholic Reflection site, it says that he's the only English a saint who was made a doctor of the church. And where did it all emerge from? From his solitary cell. This saint was a monk who lived in a cell. And he was, his home was his cell. And his cell was where his vocation flowered and bloomed. Or is it bloomed and flower, flowered? But the point is this, that it's so important for us in today's context because in this society we are constantly looking out for where is the next, where shall we go for the next holiday? Where, where shall we, yeah, which places can we explore? Like as if, not that these things are bad, but the pursuit of these travels seems like that is where my fulfillment lies. And ever so often, I am, or am I the only one experiencing this? But when I come back, somehow, somehow this sense of ah, something is missing. Although I did enjoy myself everywhere, it's a companionship, yes, with the family. But travels do not fulfill that deep innermost longing. And that is where I'd like us to direct our thoughts and our attention and our focus today, our cell, our home, our vocation. Because Thomas Kempis, in his book, The Imitation of Christ, a book which I poured over when in my teenage years, which kept me company, he says that every time a monk leaves his cell, he, be, he comes back less a man. And I, and I encourage you to just soak into this, these words today. Every time a person leaves his cell, he comes back less of a man. Now, in, in the text goes on to say that in the cell, it is that where the monks learn everything he needs to know about himself and his God. And that is where we find our fulfillment. And then this brings me back to my spiritual director who, who practically admonished me and he told me, 
choice deeper, not wider. Because it may be liberating to explore, but the real sense of happiness and the real sense of fulfillment comes from inside of us. So let's move into the Acts of the Apostles. Now in the Acts of the Apostles, I want to direct our attention to Paul asking his these people, right? Have you been baptized? And then my Bible uses this phrase, the people, it's in the direct speech, so it makes it more, more poignant, you know. He says, they, they say, we have never even heard. And I was, when I read that, I felt that sense of, you know, we've never even heard. That cry of longing. I, I want to know God, but sadly, no one has preached this Jesus to, to us. And Paul quickly goes on. The following verses, as Paul speaks to them about Jesus, then he baptizes them in the Holy Spirit, then they pray in tongues and they prophesy. And there are 12 of them. And again, very symbolic, this 12 probably would have gone and made masses of converts, would have gone and preached the good news. Drawing again our attention to the longing. We, they have been, all this while they have been disciples of John the Baptist. And now, but yet that longing, this is not it. So they, when they heard, they were like, we never even heard. It's like, why did anyone tell me? And Paul, it moves on to say that Paul used two different techniques here while preaching the word of God. Two active verbs come out. One is arguing and the other one is pleading. I cannot imagine someone arguing and pleading, arguing, pleading. Two different tones used here, you know. And, and I was thinking to myself, how can one argue and yet plead? Because when you argue, you're in a position of authority and you're, you're just, just, yeah, just like proclaiming. And then you're pleading the softer nature in Paul. It shows that, yeah, he, he has that, you know, pleading, that, 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 that hunger, that burden for souls to speak to them about Jesus, to bring Jesus to the core of their hearts. Hmm. And um, my question to us today is, do we have that same burden for souls, including ourselves? Do we find that fulfillment in that inner cell, which is our home, which is our vocation? And to just like it's like the icing on the cake, the gospel just fits in so. Oh, I just sits like that, and just completely sums up everything. And in the gospel, Paul says, uh, Jesus says these very enduring words. He says that in a little while, you will all be scattered. 
every man to his own home. And the word home again, it draws my attention to the word home because Jesus was saying, you may be scattered to your own home, but is that really your home? Because your home is your vocation. And he says, you will leave me alone, yet I am not alone. Oof, again, this antithesis, this literary device, this in literature, this antithesis, giving two opposing ideas, it makes it more memorable. Because, because you know why, when, when something like this is, this, this sense of this, you leave me alone, yet not alone, and then we are reading everything like, ah, what, a, what on earth? So it makes it, it draws our attention to it. This is a ploy that writers use to get, to get readers, you know, to just like focus on a certain aspect in, in, in their text. So I, I was drawn to this. He says that you will leave me alone, yet I am not alone. So again, the a sense of aloneness that, that Jesus is drawn to, but he's not alone here. And therein lies our satisfaction, therein lies our, our solitude is not going alone and, and just being drowned in our own thoughts, in our own lives, in our own misery, because our solitude has to be always attached and glued to God. Because therein, because Jesus says, you leave me alone, yet I'm not alone, because why? For the Father is with me and there is the essence of this whole gospel message today saying be too alone in a cell yet not alone because the Father is there and the Father is everything I need. So I encourage us today to withdraw, to withdraw and be with the Father and He will take us to the highest place to the most extraordinary sights within ourselves, within our souls. So let's just end with a short prayer and I invite the Holy Spirit again taking a deep breath and out and, and just saying this prayer with me, praying this prayer with me. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, draw me against my nature, sometimes against my will, draw me to the heart of myself where I can be one with my God and, and learn from my God and just commune with God just like Jesus did. Draw me into the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, the, the essence where I can be myself. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.